dirty and dry. So dry. Horse tarts, zesty, so well worth dry. Fruity, foxy, rich and complex. Max and Phoebe not having sex. Good. Right. Are we recording? We're recording now, yeah. We're on. We're on. Oh, blimey. Okay, I'm glad your headphones are sorted. I'm BB Lynch. Who are you? I'm Max Morgan. And this is not having sex with BB and Max. Um, the irony is of us not having sex is there's drilling going on outside. If you can hear that noise, it's um, it's not oiled up YTS men I've hired. It's builders, Max. Okay. Oh, that's a shame. Where do you stand on the builder? Usually on the buttocks. <laughs> Across them casually. Yeah, just like like in a, a surfing kind of action. I find it therapeutic. What, what do you think about sex? It's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the mechanics of it are, aren't they? If you if you break yeah. it down into its like constituent parts and, and stuff, yeah. I suppose it's it's quite a a messy thing, isn't it? Oh, I hate it. Um, could you just hear me sipping? No. Because oh, I'm, I'm well, nervous. Okay, good. No. I've got like a bottle of water next to me, but it's got ice cubes in it, so every time I pick it up, oh. you get a, like, a little yeah. jingling yeah. sound, so I'm just going to have to be like dry for the whole thing. Get, well, <laughs> welcome to your 50s. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna get Welcome. I'm gonna get a drink now so that like it's not doing okay. it all the time. So just gonna have a all little right, you do. jingle. You should get a straw. Oh my god, that drink is gonna drive me. Uh, while you're doing that, let's get the, let's get the um, the stuff out of the way. So the premise of this podcast is for some unknown reason Max doesn't have what doesn't want to have sex with me, um, and I've pursued you. I mean ruthlessly, I guess, or robustly is the the word du jour. Is that you still drinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I finished. I'm just reliving my trauma, as you, uh, oh, as you yeah, describe yeah, yeah. it. So, yeah. so I robustly pursued you, and um, it's been it's been satisfying for both of us in its weird way. But um, you won't have sex with me, so Max won't have sex with me. So um, we just thought, rather than talk about us not having sex, we'll just talk about other stuff. Um, but to keep in the not having sex theme, Max, and I hope this is okay. I'm wearing. Should I tell you what I'm wearing? Go on. What are you wearing? It's quite, it's quite hot. I've got um, pajama bottoms on. I am showered, and my um, dead dad's jumper. You've always got your dead dad's jumper on. Every time I'm ringing, you've got your dead dad's jumper on. Why? What's that all about? Do you only have one jumper? I've only got one dead dad, <laughs> but he had, he had quite a few jumpers. Oh, so it's not? <laughs> is it not the same? I mean, obviously it's the same dead dad, but it's not the I've same dead dad's jumper each time. I've got three. You're, sh- you're not showing as much respect as maybe you should towards my dead dad, but I've got three. <laughs> no, I've got, um, uh, I've got, a, 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 is this interesting? I've got a black woolly jump, a cardigan, which I love. It's got holes everywhere, but I love it. Um, it's huge. And um, just like a kind of deep grey, slate grey, I think the fashion people would say. Um, just like a, a baggy jumper. And then um, a sweatshirt, which I love, which is, but it's one of those things you can only wash on its own. Anyway, what are you wearing? How are you doing? Okay, I'm going to cut that bit out because that was really boring um <laughs> <laughs> i'm wearing a pair of shorts um yeah and and just a, a baggy horrible t-shirt um i haven't made much of an effort i have to say i've got headphones on well, see, though, this is so a, they're nice this oh well that's nice but this is another problem with you so if <laughs> if you're going to have a broadcasting career, you've got to remember that you don't refer to people as everyone. It's just you that your listener is your listener, not listeners, because it's more intimate. And you're supposed to. The rule is you're supposed to wear lipstick for mm. a recording or mm. a live show, so you feel better, even if you, so. You don't sound like mm, yeah, I've got my pajamas on. You sound like yeah, ding, showbiz, I'm here. Well, I will, I will give it a, a try for the next one. Obviously, now, I'm not going to go like make myself up now, but. I couldn't hear the sound of you writing that stuff down, but okay. I w- I've got I've got my iPad next to me. I was just I was silently tapping it in. Years ago, I had an appraisal, right? And during this appraisal, I said to the bloke doing the appraisal, "I said, it doesn't look like you're writing anything down." Like, How rude is that? <laughs> it doesn't look like you're writing anything down. And he went, "I am." I went, "What have you written down?" He went, "I've drawn a stunking cock." <laughs> <laughs> I think. All all appraisals should have a spunking cock in them. 
not a real one, obviously, <laughs> just like just a like a, a representation of one because it's there's all kinds of yeah. legal issues about a real one. Are there though? Are there though? Well, what? I, I th- there's a thing. Uh, there was a thing I I wanted to say because oh yeah, th- I've got two things I want to say. First thing I want to say yeah. is um, for people that were tuning in and expecting to hear yeah. twenty minutes max. Um, yeah. This is not that. So I've left it a bit late to tell you that because we're already like ten minutes in or whatever. But um, yeah, I thought I'd put it onto onto the twenty minutes max feed so that all you loyal listeners from from there who tune in every time I do one, which is really not regularly enough, um, could come over <laughs> here. Um, so so that's the first thing. The second thing that I wanted to cover. It's it's very important issue this. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to sort of. I'm just going to say it, right? So when just you when you like finished begging me to do this podcast and and I agreed to do it with yeah. you finally, yeah, you said that <laughs> yeah. you said that you thought the the listeners would end up liking you more, and I just yeah, yeah I yeah. just don't see that being the case. Shall I tell you oh, why? Of course. You poor, sweet, deluded fool. Yeah, do. I've got reasons. I've got reasons. Well, I think it's it's because I'm like, I'm all like northern and common and relatable and stuff. And you're just like. You really are, yeah. You're just one of those like metropolitan liberal elites, aren't you? So. To me? (laughs) You, yeah. Shut your your northern face. (laughs) It is, isn't it? But it's true. I, I bet you drink latte, don't you? Yeah, but I can't spell it. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. Do you eat avocado? Do you... Yeah. Yeah? Whole. <laughs> I, I, only keep, I only eat the stone. Um, no, so do you seriously think... So what So what do you think my background is? I, I don't know, like some like lower end of the nobility or, or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, just kind of like a minor royal, maybe. I don't... <laughs> oh my god talking of royals we'll do that in a minute yeah. um how's how's your gold knowledge <laughs> your south korean gold knowledge oh my god i think um, i missed this what, what oh so this is so the queen's cousin oh prince is it that michael. is it prince mike i knew i knew he was like was he selling access to like the kremlin or something like that i saw something. yeah he's he, to, to, to the Putinistas, they're called, which I just thought was brilliant. To the Putinistas. And how much would you charge? So this was, I think, yeah, it was the Sunday Times, it was um, Channel 4 Dispatches, I think. Um, they kind of did this undercover report. I I, I, want, I wish I was an undercover reporter. I'm just too gobby. And I'm too, I'm too I'd, I'd be live tweeting it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got them here. I've got them here. Honey track, I've got them here. But this is so extraordinary. There's, the video is unbelievable. So uh, Prince Michael, the Queen's cousin, he was approached by a South Korean gold company called the House of Haydong, or in my head, the House of Hardon. And I can't get it out of my head now. Um, to introduce this company this made-up company to um putin and guess what he's asking guess what guess what he will he, he was going to ask to give a speech to endorse um this company to putin guess how much he was going to charge um i don't know like a million pounds or no oh, no it's, it's down 200 grand 200 grand yeah <laughs> see I would have, I would have had him down as being more greedy than that, to be honest. Because would you maybe starting low? Maybe starting low. This, yeah. it's it's shocking. And ten grand a day for a visit if he went out there. Fucking hell! It's weird I though know. because like he he's done all that, and it's still not the worst thing a member of the royal family has done over the last <laughs> few years. Do you find him? Do you find him attractive? Putin. Or Prince Michael. (laughs) Again, house of no judgment. I'm trying to think of an attractive quality either of them have, but I can't think of one. No, go on, please. Well, one of them's got 200 grand. (laughs) (laughs) One's potentially got 200 grand floating around. Um, How old are you, please? How old am I? I am. Yeah. I am very nearly 42. Oh, you look very young. 
Very good. Um, can I say that once you get um, out of your forties, you'll be way less fussy. So I'm going to, when you're fifty-two, I'm going to ask you those questions again. Do you know what I'm after at the moment? I'm I'm, I'm going to snare me Bill Gates. If you're going to like, oh if you're going to lower your standards and like, you know, put out for someone disgusting, might as well be a multi-billionaire. <laughs> would you? Would you? If you got married, would you change your surname? Would you take Gates' name? No, no. I'd be like Max Morgan Gates, and then it'd sound like oh, a that, bit of a scandal. So that would be good. <laughs> that, that instantly sounds like a scandal. I'd love you love that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be Max good. Max Morgan's a good name. And then just like, you um, know, I could do like, I don't know, like six months and then just get the divorce, check out, you know, get... And I wouldn't even take a lot, you know, like a billion would be fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like... Well, I, didn't want, I don't half for anything, you know, I'm a reasonable man, so. You are a reasonable man. That's, um, that's my I'm, career goal for the, for the next sort of year. I'm going to do that. Plan, yeah, I'm like that. I, I'm going to, I plan to marry someone rich and stupid. That, you, that used to be plan B and now it's just the plan. <laughs> Can we go back to my background? Yeah, yeah, go on, do tell me because I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Well, no, I'm intrigued because, what, well, no, hang on, you started this. What do you think I am? Well, I've already said, <laughs> like, landed gentry or, or something. I think. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, you know, the, the posh voice and the avocado. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not relatable, BB. Just... Don't make me go with South London on your beautifully toned, toned ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm working class and I'm proud of it. It's the only thing I've got. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> so great hair, yeah. Great yeah. hair, yeah. My dad was a builder. My dead dad's a builder. My dead mum's a housewife. I'm the eldest of seven. Seven? Seven. That, that is a lot I'm of the best. children. They had a lot yeah. of children in, in the late 1800s, though, didn't they? It was like... Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the eldest of seven. Um, my real name's BB. Right. Did you think my real name was BB? I I didn't not think that. I'd never given it any thought really because I just I just accepted you as BB because I'm like that. Oh, sweet. Well, people I've known for years going, "What is your real name?" Oh, it's BB. Fools. Um, I'm Bang I'm Irish, Bangladeshi, Russian, Sri Lankan, Jewish. Gosh, that's that's a mix. I am. Thank you. I am. Irish and Italian by, by Are you? Yes. So like when all the all the Brexit shit went off. Um, yeah. I was I was trying to get hold of a, an Irish passport so I could uh, yeah, flee. Yeah. Um but yeah. it turns out like my granddad was something of a mystery man in that I found his record of his death, but he appears to have never been born. So I don't know if he was like constructed in a lab or dropped down by aliens or what, but he, he died without being born. I just can't find him. So that's so weird. Yeah, if anyone knows like how to find a, a dead relative's birth, that's I, I don't like that. That's freaked me out a little bit. Is it? I think yeah. it's just because like it was quite. I mean, he was born in like. Oh, well, I don't know. He was supposedly born around sort of somewhere between 1914 and 1917. Um, and I don't think the record keeping was quite all it could have right. been at, at that time. So it's it's more likely to be a lost record rather than a, a, a man constructed in a lab. And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and just like appearing out of thin air. That That's my... T I mean, I'm, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but that's... That's what I'm thinking. You know, the passport thing to kind of go, would you, cause I was thinking this the other day, was it, maybe it was one of your, it, you know, it probably, it, I guess it was one of your tweets about moving to Scotland. It's like, would you, would yeah. you leave the country because of what's going on? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I've, I've thought about it like on several occasions. Um, I looked at New Zealand as well. Really love the idea of New Zealand, but it, I don't know if you're aware, but it's fucking far. It is a long way. <laughs> it's a long way. It is. It's a long way. <coughs> what was that fucking noise? What? What's? 
That was me coughing. I tried to do it in, uh, away from Mike Wayne. Well, that was me. Really I'm sorry. Professional. We're fucking recording it. Well, I, I'm sorry, Ice Bottle Man, but I managed <laughs> to cough. Jesus. Um, I know. Now I've got. <laughs> I'll tell you what we're going to. Let's go on to. You've been. You you were really behind the curve with this, um, which is probably because of your what? You're very behind the curve. But it's it's normal for someone of your age to, to not be fully up to date with things. So, but <laughs> have you finished Line of Duty yet? Oh my God! Oh, do you know what I did? did? You didn't look at the spoilers, oh, the, did you? I'm the dumbest, freckly freak you'll ever meet. So, right, everyone was going on about it. And I, because I can't stand any um, violence or scary stuff and attention or anything like that. It really is it's too much for my poor little delicate brain. And, um, but I, I really suffer from FOMO. <laughs> so everyone's talking about Line of Duty, Life Duty, and that whole kind of chest. Jeff, I was like, what the fuck, Jeff? And all this going, who's Joe related? Who's Joe? You know, it was all this stuff. And I was really like, oh, my God, I can't bear. And then it was when everyone on Twitter, my entire timeline was everyone going, fuck. Oh, my God, I couldn't believe that. It's the first time I've kind of screamed at the TV in years. And I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm catching up with the whole thing, the whole six series, Max. So I, <laughs> in 10 days, <laughs> watched... <laughs> Every bloody episode. Yeah, you was from, pulling all nighters, wasn't you? Yeah. Oh my god, I was obsessed, and I was just watching and watching, watching, and and, and I mean, everyone's going, "It's not that violent." The first bloody episode is amputated fingers and a bloody throat slash. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, it's traumatizing." <laughs> anyway, I li- I was doing the watching it through my fingers, and I loved it, and I was just kind of so into it, and I just. Oh my God! I mean, Lenny James, not a bloody actor, and and Kate and Steve, and, and I loved Hastings. I just just loved it. And then, because it was a bank holiday weekend, and I was trying, the countdown was Sunday night, nine pm, and you were all watching. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch it. Or at the same time with my Twitter friends. I know none of you like me in real life. It doesn't matter. Um, and so I was so psyched. And then Sunday morning, I thought it was Sunday morning. <laughs> I looked on Twitter and thought, oh, it's safe now. Line of duty. I saw a hashtag, the name. And I suddenly thought, fuck, it's Monday. <laughs> They've already seen it. They've oh, no. seen it. So I was hoping against hope that the name that was trending wasn't the name, you know, yeah. in the way that when I watched. Yeah, in the way that I watched MasterChef um, and there was a trending name and I thought, oh, no, that person's won. Actually, they hadn't won. But it, the, the trending name was, was, was age. But, um, oh, my God. So did, were you into it, like, right from the beginning? I um, I watched the first few series on Netflix. Um, so I was a bit behind yeah. the time. So I didn't have a, a TV licence for a long time. Um, <laughs> and... Like Anna was just like, look, we're getting a TV license. I'm not going to fucking jail for you, which I thought was selfish. I would go to jail for her, but you know, obviously, she feels different. Well, so we got TV license. Yeah. So, <laughs> long story short, so I um I watched the the last series kind of on the uh, on the iPlayer, um, and I I mean on the iPlayer on the the iPlayer on an actual telly, <laughs> um. <laughs> And yeah, it was. I was. I wasn't a, as huge a fan as everyone else. I thought it was okay. It was. It was diverting enough, but I don't know. It was a bit sort of. It was a bit like some of the things he did. Like you know, if there was like a break in a case, that like there'd be like yeah. Stephen whatever would walk into an office and go, "Oh, we've got this. We've got this new evidence. It's very important." And then they'd like. Yeah. They'd tell them like ninety percent of what the new evidence was, and then they'd just hand them a file with like the really juicy bit in and not say anything about it, <laughs> you know, just like build tension for the next scene or something. And I was like, who yeah. does that? Who walks into like someone go, oh, we found out who the killer is, oh, but I'm not going to tell God. you. You've got to read it for yourself. Um, yeah, and there was all those kind of and like, you know, the Max, whole, what? It's fiction. It's willing suspension of disbelief. You have to. It's entertainment. Yeah, but I, 
I don't know. I my I I tend to pick things apart a bit. But anyway, there was a few things like that, and some of the dialogue was just terrible. I mean, I'm not even even allowing for the fact that it was fiction, and you know, you've got to be like kind of some of the dialogue was so cringingly bad that it was like it was like a a computer that had just kind of like had a few kind of like human phrases put into it and just spat them out it was so terrible <laughs> but, um yeah so i and, and i, I what, think you're being mean mate maybe what what, what did you think to the ending because that got panned didn't it yeah well i of course ruined it myself because i bloody knew the person was. <laughs> so i was trying to work out was i um was it as it, it was slightly deflating, and I was like, "Was that because I, you know, you know, I kind of anticipated it?" But um, I don't know what I wanted. I think I wanted. Um, what did I want? Did I want? Did I wanted Kate or Steve something to be revealed about them? I wanted something, just something big, because like the whole, the whole series, the whole premise of the series, and why it was so popular, was because it was so ridiculously overblown. It was like, you know, this this big kind of this over the top kind of pantomime thing um, dressed up as a police drama. And that's great, you know, if you're going to do that. But then don't do a fucking drab ending where you're making some sort of political point about oh, corruption is everywhere and we'll never defeat it. Because that's mm. just not what the series was. It was just... I don't what know. about a, a, a tap dance at the end? Some, you know, some kind of... Firework like, display, like some kind of explosion, or like, or like someone, like someone being H that that you wouldn't have expected, or yeah. like the chief constable being thrown in a cell, or you know something that. <gasps> oh, by the way, it's this guy who we've had in custody for three episodes, and and you know it's just yeah. him, and, and and you never really could yeah. catch him, and you know, and it was just it was a bit like, a bit like an abandoned wank, you know. It's like there was all that build up, and then no release <laughs> just like i don't know what a, the, the pictures you paint with your words <laughs> i just felt like so it beautiful. gave the nation blue balls is what i'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah well you know what was interesting i'm ignoring that you know what was interesting what? um that all the baddies could justify it so they so it was people being put in situations as opposed to being bad and it was the time to meet one and i'm not bent and it was like Oh, you know, that was clever writing, I thought. Yeah, I suppose. But I suppose, like, they did that with every single one of them, didn't they? <laughs> so, from that point of view, it got a bit repetitive. I think that. I'm going to have a sip of decaf. That was my biggest problem with it, I think. I think it was a bit too repetitive and a too kind of. But I didn't, you know, I mean. I didn't hate it. I'm 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 coming across like I, I didn't like it. I did enjoy it. It does. It, does. it sounds like you hate it. No, I did. It sounds I, like you hate it. I, I enjoyed it, but there was like kind of there was bits of it where I was always saying, mm, "Really, you know," and it's kind of so I didn't I I didn't like love it like because I was oh god, you know we must like if we don't watch Line of Duty on Sunday we're going to actually physically die, and I I couldn't really mm -hmm. get that excited about it. I think though me watching six series of a show in 10 days i think my eyesight's gone a bit and that's not from any wanker <laughs> i think i think my it, it's like it did me damage <laughs> that's a lot of tv to watch and i don't have a tv so i was watching it on a laptop oh no that yeah that is that is gonna give you some strain that yeah it gave me some strain so what do we think is gonna be the next big thing then tv wise hopefully they'll do something like Shit's creek or something like that because i loved that I'd love to see something see, like that again. I loved the. I didn't love the first one. Then I kind of gave it another try, and then got into about three of them. I was like, yeah, yeah. No. And then that to me seemed the same. Like brilliant characters, but again, it seemed the same conceit the whole way through. We're not going to agree. If we were married, we wouldn't watch the same TV. <laughs> well, I, I think it is to some extent the same all the way through. But I think I do think the the character development is is very good in it and. And for me, the the thing that I will always, always, always love it because of the way they dealt with queer characters. That should be the fucking benchmark. Anyone that's writing a queer character in the future needs to watch that whole fucking six series and write them like that. Um, 
are you telling me David was queer? <laughs> yeah, I think he was a bit bit that way. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's you serious know? point. I know it's. I know we're not supposed to be making serious points, but I, it fucking winds me up whenever you see like a gay character or a, any kind of LGBT character in something, particularly where they're written by straight people. And it is, it's just like this kind of caricature of what they imagine a a gay person to be or the, or the, like the butt of all the jokes or, you know, and just actually seeing these rounded, um, you know, characters and, and their, their queerness was like kind of a secondary issue. They had a, they had a role to play in the show that wasn't just token gay character or token bisexual character or whatever. And they were part of the humour without it being a joke about them being gay. You know, it was it was kind of those things are what writers need to be looking at when they're when they're portraying these characters in future. I totally agree. Well, I get my my thing about that is so I don't have kids and I write about that a lot. I've written about that a lot. Mm. And it's, you know, you know, a, a, a horrible thing for me. Oh my God, my fury around how, especially women with no children, are portrayed in any media or in any, you know, it, yeah, it's it's yeah. that repetitive. Do you know what I mean? It's that yeah. repetitive, and I, I and it's called pronatalism. And Jodie Day is a um, brilliant woman, and she's the one behind Gateway Women, and it's a it's a forum for uh, women people who are charged not by choice. And she she introduced the word pronatalism to me, which is like worshiping the altar of motherhood, but especially a uh, parenthood, but especially motherhood. And oh my God, it's and I and people now who know me. I've got, I'm not saying this, I'm kind of, oh, I've done this, but it's kind of, you know, it's like you buy a mini, every car you notice is a mini. I notice this all the time, and so I point it out, and so people who do have children but know me see it now because they, yeah. but they're seeing it through my eyes, and I'll, you know, and I'm seeing now what you're saying about um, the queer community. Mm. And, that mother, you know, I mean, like Enders, something in Enders, you know, any line is just about, you know, well, as a mother, and you know, it's like oh, you know, you don't know love until you've had, you know, Beyonce. You know, it's the, it's the greatest show on earth. Thanks, Beyonce. That's very helpful. You know, it's it's an and and the woman without a child. Well, even in in Line of Duty was um oh what was her name? Lindsay what's it? It was you know she had no life. Yeah, she was portrayed yeah. as having no life, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, it is. It's... And, and then even even at the end of that, Max, at the end, at funeral, you know, you know, um, my brother Pat doesn't like in Mind of Duty. He loves the show, but he doesn't like the, the his only um, quibble is that um, the the line kind of at the end of the series that's summing up what happens to people. And I actually like that. But um, the Lindsay Denton one, it said um, she had a, 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 a local authority um, funeral, and no one attended. <laughs> <laughs> Could yeah. you say? Could you be any more damning? You haven't got children. You're going to die alone, yeah. and no one's going to be at your funeral. You know, you know what he was saying. You know, people should tell us what they might like us to chat about. Yeah. Um. I my favourite responses. Um. And I don't know where you stand on these. My favourite responses were um, the Minogue sisters. Okay. Um. I do. Do you know what? I've been I've been absolutely terrible on that because I put a tweet out saying, "Oh, tell us what you want to talk about," and then I've got to look at the replies. So um, that's bad, isn't it? That's yeah. that's a failure on my part. That's very bad. Yeah. So you've looked at them, have you? Well, right, good job. One of one. us is on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so Minogue sisters. Minogue sisters. Okay. Well, like in a like. Write this down. In a Kylie or Danny kind of way like who's best or just generally about... I guess or just 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 about all of them um but the one that really captured me and I know just from I mean we haven't had sex but we are quite intimate in other ways um your love of my cooking skills oh yeah <laughs> oh, God. what's your favorite you, dish honest, that I make is it is it like is it a bit you're doing or are you really kind of in danger of burning your kitchen down every time you set foot in it <laughs> i can't i, think I can't it's... work it out <laughs> <laughs> well at the last flat the flat of dreams um oh you'll love this am i allowed to say this 
Yes, I'm not. No, I'm not IDing him. Um, I don't know if I've told you this, Max. You know, my landlord um, asked me to leave the flat because he had to move in because COVID had affected his work oh, so yeah, much, yeah, so he had to move in. Yeah, blah blah. Um, apparently, not true. So he evicted me, tried to evict me before Christmas during a pandemic. That's nice. Lying little cunt. If you're listening, BB's <laughs> ex landlord. <laughs> We, Isn't that... I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to speak for BB, but I personally <laughs> think you are a horrible, <laughs> lying little cunt. There you go. What? What a thing to do! And that's because I basically asked him to, um, you know, let me have hot water in the flat. Anyway, um, in that flat, <laughs> in that flat, um, there was no the the temperatures. What's it on the um, oven had blown so. I couldn't actually cook anything. You'd put it in, honestly. My brother Dan was like, "You're just not preheating." I went, "You do it," and he and he tried it, and it's like it was a disaster. But I'm not very good at cooking. But I've never, because I've never really needed to, because as we've said, I'm the Lindsay Denton of Twitter. Is that her name, Denton? Denton? Yeah, Denton? Yeah, anyway, Denton. her. Um, and um, you know, I'm going to die alone, and no one's going to be at my funeral. So I've never had to cook for anyone. And the one time I cooked for my. Um, the last time I had a relationship, as you know, um, was the day after Diana died. It ended. Um, he, um, his mum came for dinner at ours, and I made the Delia Smith chocolate bread and butter pudding, and it was so delicious. Except I baked it in a non-stick tray, and it and the, the sticky stuff had come off. So when I served it. Um, it cut the spoon scooped up like a, a mouthful of iron filings with, with each. <laughs> It was really horrible. So I, I'm scared to cook. So was that the point at anyway. which you just gave up cooking? Just like, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to try anymore. No, but Twitter would like to know about my cooking and buy button soup. Yeah. Well, just on the cooking yeah. thing, I suppose it's like that goes back again to what I was saying about you being a, a liberal elite. Because you can just like go out and like eat out all the time and you don't need to like cook for yourself because you're so... Eat out of bins. <laughs> <laughs> Eat out of someone's bird box. <laughs> I always liberally, liberally this. Um, so, yeah, so why don't you, for next time, you know, blimey, do some due diligence. Look at what people have asked. I will. I, I will. I, I, I feel terrible. Um, actually, it's past now and I feel okay again. But, yeah, I will. I will look oh. <laughs> I will look next time. I will. I will give it, give it the attention it, it deserves. You know what's awful, and I, I know you'll agree with me. Um, booze in puddings should not be allowed. What? What in puddings? But booze. Alcohol. Oh no! Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I don't agree. Have you never had tiramisu? Well, no, because I don't like the alcohol in it. I, I had it, but I don't like it. Oh, well, well, that, this is this is disappointing. You see, we we cannot, you know, I mean, you're talking about, like, us, you know, doing lots of sex and, and getting married and, yeah. you know, there's there's some more obvious barriers to that, but taking those aside... Taking those aside for a minute, there's no, we, can't, we, we can't agree on anything. I mean, no boozing puddings and the TV yeah. would just be constantly at each other's throats. It'd be, it'd be no good. Yeah. I know, that's great. And then we'd have rows and then we'd have makeup sex. <laughs> uh, I already have Which we decide. I already have one wife and that's you know, that's that's <laughs> arguably over the quota for a gay man to have. <laughs> I'm not sure adding to it would be I think that might be frowned on by a lot of people. I get I get a lot of, I get a lot of shit, you know, for having a wife. It's very what? do you? Yeah, yeah. Like from who's from? I whole I mean, like I get I obviously get the stuff from um, some of not all of the gays saying, oh well, well you can't really be gay if you're still married to Anna, and you know you should leave her to be a a, a full gay kind of thing. But I also get the um, I get it from. Um, like like cishet people saying it's misogynistic of me to stay marrying her and I'm like married to her and I'm like trapping her in my little you know 
gay thing and and you know it's like she's fucking her own person i've i've literally never been able to make yeah. her do anything she doesn't want to do yeah. um, <laughs> and the reverse yeah, is actually true she's yeah. she's like got yeah. me to do all kinds of shit i don't want to do yeah um, awful anna i know she made me get two cats for starters which i but yeah do you remember when um philip schofield came out um there, yeah. there was a whole kind of thing about that and i was like so speaking out about that at the at the time about like you know how not every gay man who comes out after several years of marriage has you know like tricked a woman into marrying them and knowing the gay and just like lived a lie for years and gone out having illicit affairs and, and whatever you know sometimes it is just the fact the fact that people have grown up at a time where they are forced into deep denial and and you know the they're not trying to trick anyone or mislead anyone it just kind of the tricking themselves the misleading themselves denying themselves to themselves um so i did a whole thing about that at the time um and and like overwhelmingly the the reaction was um quite positive to that but i did get like quite a bit of blowback on it as well from people who either didn't understand or didn't want to understand that that was the case i find it so so shocking so i mean basically none of theirs Mm. and then it's you know if we're going to be if we're opening our minds and hearts to, you know, queer family in whatever way that can be, then that's going to be a million ways that can be. Yeah. And, you know, it's misogynistic to say that Anna hasn't got her own brain. Yeah, isn't it? absolutely. That's more misogynistic. She's that is Yeah, I think that's... The misogyny word is, is an interesting one. I was accused of being misogynist because I wrote about women not having children. And I was told that I wasn't allowing women with children their experience. I mean, can you... Yeah. <laughs> can't even get my head around that. This is kind of the, the problem with uh, discussions around misogyny. It's thrown around in, like in, in situations like mine, in situations like yours. It's thrown around a lot at, um, in the, you know, when you're sort of standing up for trans rights and stuff like that. Oh, you're a misogynist, you hate cis women and, and all that. And yeah. actually, all those arguments, all they do is, like detract from you know the the real misogyny that's actually taking place that's not being tackled yeah um yeah it's very frustrating um i did a lot of radio um appearances at the time when i wrote that article the philip schofield thing yeah and i had to go what was i on five live i went on five live um stephen nolan i think he was called something Nolan. yeah proper twat Absolute the the fucking I never <laughs> I've never had a more hostile interview. Um Are you kidding? Yeah. It was it was I would say just, he has interviewed me before and he was lovely, but carry on. <laughs> yeah, well I, he wasn't lovely to me. He was asking questions like so, you know, this is like live on air. So how yeah. does your wife feel that you don't find her attractive anymore? <gasps> and I'm like are you seriously fucking asking me that question? Um, and I'll tell you another thing as well. This is just really boring. I know it's just me like ranting on, but you know, Jeremy Vine, Jeremy fucking Vine, <laughs> another twat. He, um, I got a call from his researcher the morning after I'd been on that Stephen Nolan thing um, saying, um, we're doing this show about the whole, you know, Philip Schofield thing, and we we know you were on Stephen Nolan, and and Jeremy would like to talk to you. So I said, yeah, that's fine. Um, so he was asking me all these questions, um, and then he said, so is your wife now having relationships with other men? And I said, that's really none of your business. I'm not I'm not going to go on the air and and discuss my wife's mm. personal business with you or Jeremy Vine or however many people are listening, that's an invasion of her privacy. Um, so he said, oh, well, well, shall I just say that um, you've discussed it, but nothing's happened yet? I said, no, what you shall say is that's an invasion of her privacy and I'm not <laughs> going to discuss it on the air. Um, oh, oh, right, he said. 
So he said, right, I'll, I'll give you a call back later. Anyway, I got a call back two hours later saying, um, oh, Jeremy's decided to um, to go another way with this, so we won't be needing you after all. It's, oh my God, there's so much to say about this. So I will see again. <laughs> Jeremy Vines interviewed me and he was adorable. So I'm just going to say that. <laughs> and I know we have different, I'm just, just going to say that because he was, he was lovely. Um, at le- I guess at least the researcher asked you the questions and talked through it with you. So at, le- at least that happened yeah. because that it's horrible to have that happen live on air. I'll tell you something that happens to me on air, which will blow your mind. Um, but there's, and and and, and they, they are deeply personal questions. And the, the only thing I was saying in their defense about them going for that take is often you, you, you are, you're going to ask the question, even if it's uncomfortable to ask, it's even uncomfortable me now saying it because it, it's, it's so horrible, that people at home will want to ask, that they will be saying to each other, oh, my God, well, what's his wife doing? And, do, 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 do you know what I mean? So it's they're kind of having to ask the, the really basic questions that would be asked that if you don't ask you're kind of not into someone and and it happens more much more in these situations than it would if it was a heterosexual thing i think it's a a very obvious form of homophobia that people feel able to ask these questions in this kind of scenario where they wouldn't necessarily yeah i think i think you're right but i think also the way i preempt things like that is that if this is too personal just tell me you know, if this is, and then I would ask the kind of questions that want that, that I know people at home would be asking, rightly or wrongly. But I would hope within that I'd give you the space to, to talk about the other stuff around it, the more important stuff around it that does get us, that brings us here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see your point a little bit, but I don't agree with it. <laughs> I just think, I don't know, I just think it's like, I think because the, Everything like about the the LGBT community generally, when when people talk about it, and particularly when cis het people talk about it, it's all about kind of the sexual aspect of, of it and and sexualizing us and and what we kind of you know it always comes down to the the act itself rather than the the love and the emotion and and the you know mm. all that kind of side of it and I think by by going into that in in that kind of setting, you you're just perpetuating that sort of narrative, and it's a narrative that needs to be broken because um, a lot of the harm that that is inflicted upon the LGBT community is down to that kind of you know this mm. viewing us only as what we do, or you know, mm. or what bits we have in the case of certain LGBT people, you know. What are your genitals? What are you doing with your genitals? Rather than yeah. who you are as people. See, interestingly for me, maybe it's because I think sex is disgusting across the board. I don't give a shit what anyone's doing sexually. Like, genuinely, if it's consensual and you know, if no one's getting hurt, blah blah. My thing with you, and again, if this is per- too personal to say and cut it out, or whatever. But my thing was always. Um, was how you felt when when you were getting married. The actual did you know? Did you were you happy to be doing it? Was there a love? What kind of love was it? It wasn't about the sex. It was about. I think that's a valid question. I th- there isn't. When I was getting married, I wasn't. I wasn't consciously like I wasn't stood at the altar going, "Oh, I've I've fooled her. I'm a massive homo, and she hasn't noticed." Yay yeah, me. it wasn't kind of a, a a conscious thing like that. So. You kind of you grow up and you you're conditioned in a certain way to believe that you know being gay is wrong, being gay is a bad thing. If you have these homosexual thoughts, you should push them away, and and eventually you kind of condition yourself into acting the part of a straight person. Um, and it's but it's not a conscious act. It's that denialism. It's mm. it's not like you're not sort of setting out to I'm going to pretend to be straight today it's just sort of you know years of conditioning from very early childhood through to um, the time when you're getting married so you know obviously when I was marrying Anna I loved her I still love her Um, we have a family together um, and you know and we we still get on really well and we still and there's 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 more love in in this household with 
gay dad, a straight mum and, and a, a child um, than there is in many of your sort of normal households where you know parents are at each other's throats all the time using the kids as pawns in their arguments and um all that kind of stuff so you know it's mm. it, it, there's there's a huge amount or there should be a huge amount going on in in any marriage on on or any relationship really it doesn't have to be a marriage but you know on, on an emotional level and and that give and take and and people you know supporting each other when when they need it and and you know pulling them up and and or even you know challenging them on shit they're doing that they shouldn't be doing you know it's that kind of there's so much more that goes into a relationship and the the kind of the you know i mean sex is obviously important to most um adult humans um but it's it's not the be all and end all and and it's not the reason you should be entering into a marriage. No, yeah, I know, I, I know that, and I think, I think what you just described is, yeah, it should, is the narrative that should be out there more, which should, which I'm surprised is being shut down by people who you would have thought would be allies, would be, mm. you know, on, you know, saying that to you. I think I can't kind of get my head around that, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess those shows as well. The, the kind of style of them is is more tabloidy. I mean, and, and none of that's right. But I will, as an interviewer, say that I think there's, um, yeah. I mean, you've made me rethink that. There's there's questions. But see, I don't think I ever would have said something as crass as, you know, who, who's um, my thing would have been just wanting you both to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, I think wanting, wanting, wanting it, you know, for for both of you, for three of you, you know. Yeah, and and I think I know what you're saying about like if you say to someone, "Oh, I want I want to ask you this," and if it's too personal, don't answer it. There mm. are ways of asking the same question that leave yeah, the person yeah. able to answer it in that way if they wish to, or answer it in in a yeah. different way if they don't wish yeah. to, and that's better than putting them on the spot and and having to make them say, "Oh, I don't want to answer but, that; it's too yeah, personal." Yeah. You know, you're right. The narrative around this all has to change, and the, and the way we approach it, and I guess that that means journalism has to change. And maybe that's where podcasts really come into their own, because unfortunately, no matter how in depth you want to get in in a piece, the long reads don't even really exist anymore. You know, and yeah. even the fact that you know they on if it's online, they actually give you the amount of time it will take you to, to read it. I mean, that is so depressing for me and and these radio shows you know even if it's someone really on your side and and really an intuitive interview and really wants to you know get deep into something that the time restrictions are stuck so uh, you know and the nature of the, of the program and the station and all that comes into place so and maybe this is the joy of podcasts that you can really get into a subject in a real nuanced conversational debate like even you and I we were talking before we started recording about how we can go into subjects and I know I got defensive about it because it's like I think I'm used to things being reactions to stuff and and that's the key isn't it talking about stuff in a way that gives you freedom and space to not feel that you're judged yeah I I, I agree I, I'm a big fan of the the podcast format for all those reasons because you're not well, in, in a lot of cases, certainly in the independent podcast, you're not kind of curtailed by someone else's editorial guidelines or, or someone else's yeah. agenda. Um, yeah. And, and you can, you know, get into it as, as much as you want to. I should point out, actually, that we've... I've uh, under the heading of this podcast. It's in the comedy category, so um, <laughs> maybe the um, getting getting right into this like we have um, might might be like a bit much. But well, but no, but I do I do I I broadly agree, and and you know, and, and that it is it's it's one of the great benefits of this format that that you can discuss things in a way that you can on, say, the, the BBC or LBC or, you know, these where it is, where you've got a producer in your ear, where you've got editorial guidelines to stick to or impartiality guidelines that you need to follow or whatever, you know, you can be a lot freer to say what you want and and, and what needs to be said. I think that's the issue. There's, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be said on mainstream media. Uh, oh God, I hate that word. I've just said mainstream media. <laughs> There's said a lot it. of stuff. That... You said it. You're too late. You said it. 
I'm going to cut it out. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be said on those type of programs that doesn't get said because because of those restrictions. So yeah, I do. I do think yeah. it's good. Yeah. Anyway, what's your favourite thing about me? Your your you. Uh, oh God, you've put me on the spot now. Um, no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be that hard to think. I know. Well, no, it, it's because top three, top three, your top be- three favourite things about me. <laughs> it's because there's so many wonderful things. <laughs> yeah. That I'm yeah. finding it hard to to prioritise. Yeah. Not not that I'm struggling to think of anything good or anything. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you are struggling. <laughs> I know. I'm just like I'm using this time. This is all a stalling tactic, so I can so I can think of the the good things. Whatever. I think. So look, we should wind this up. But I'm gonna no, no, don't. Well, I don't want your top three things now. Because, no, no. Well, I know. I know that's Anna passing you a note. <laughs> no, right. I think before we wrap it up, we need to talk about yeah. friendly, intimate contact. Oh my god! I can't wait. Seven, you know what I'm nervous seven about? days. Seven days today. You can do yeah. hugging. You can do yeah. fingering. You can do yeah. licking. Um, what? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, they didn't sort of have any. Like, I don't know what's included, but like friendly contact could be kind of. There's a whole like range of stuff friendly intimate contact thick if you will (laughs) we can go back to sticking (laughs) yeah i'm all about sticking see i love a hug and i'm that person and i'm sure there's a curve on this there must have been if there isn't and there's got to be a sign for that i quite like to over hug (laughs) <laughs> like until it, it gets embarrassing it either gets sexual or embarrassing yeah hold on like three seconds longer than it's comfortable for oh, just, yeah. and then and I don't sniff but I do have it in me I, I think I've got it in me to sniff someone's hair when I you know, kind of like push my head around just a bit more and just kind of I wouldn't lick but I would um, oh I can't wait to have some because I live on my own yeah so this has been you know it's been really really tough and um so there's been like, you know, I mean, I, I feel the pressure to get myself, my body prepped for this um, ficking. And I don't know if I've got three days spare between now and the 17th <laughs> 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 to, to exfoliate, wax, moisturize. What's the downstairs that's like? Just, that's it... the palms of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> is the front yard in need of a trim or is it? <laughs> Oh my god! I don't even know what I can't even. Please, please don't be cheap. Okay, all right. Jesus I... Christ! No, I can't wait. What What are you going to fix first? Well, <laughs> do you know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna piss all over your ficking parade because I'm just wow well, again. I'm, I know. Okay, I know. I, at least I, I need dinner first. It's my... <laughs> My my dour northernness coming. Out. I'm not. I'm. I don't uh, think we're ready for ficking yet. I don't. I don't oh, think it's time. Okay. I think. Do you know what? You're probably right. I. But fuck it. I know. I know. I know all the fuck it arguments, and and they are valid. Um, because uh, you know, people should be fucking. But the. I mean, like, I did you see there was I. I don't know if you've seen it because it was like just before we started the recording. But I posted a thing that was on GMB this morning. And the reason I'm laughing is because they had um, Dr. Deepti Gurdasani, who is a um, senior lecturer in epidemiology. She was giving one Mm. side of it. And the person giving the counter argument was just some fucking person from one of these anti-lockdown, anti-mask kind of idiot mm-hmm. groups. And this is how we do balance in the media now. We get someone with <laughs> degrees coming out of their ass and, and <laughs> loads of fucking, you know, post-qualification experience and, and a real in-depth knowledge of what they're talking about. And then on the other side, we get some dickhead who just wants to fucking get the face on the telly. But um, Deep T. Godesani was was saying basically that there's these um, the new variants of concern. This so-called Indian variant is yeah. increasing in prevalence. Um, so it's becoming now. It's in London. It's close to being the dominant variant. 
um, and it's becoming more dominant in other areas. And we don't know enough about it yet in terms of its um, vaccine um, escape and all that, you know, whether whether the vaccines are effective against it um, to let that kind of get out of hand and, and spread through the population. So she was saying, like, you know, telling kids not to wear masks in schools after the 17th and telling everyone to go around, like, touching each other and, and all that is probably a little bit of a bad idea at this point. So I'm a bit... As much as I do like friendly, intimate contact, um, yeah, just a bit... I'm just, I'm just oh. a bit scared of it, you know. No, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. But, but in a way that, you know, I think everyone's got the fatigue about just like the horrors that are happening politically around the world. And it just is, it's like more and more and more. I'm, I'm wiped out about this. Yeah. I'm absolutely knackered and it's, it's so difficult. I'm going to quickly say something else about, because I, I know exactly what you're saying about the, um, you've got loads of, the, the super qualified actual person who actually knows what they're actually yeah, yeah. saying. And then the kind of, and then the kind of seems, seems to be the provocative person who is getting their information from Facebook. But the, but the, I, my feeling of why, why, why both those ends of the spectrum are, are being shown is because we go back to the two men from Hartlepool who were talking. They're going to basically excluded from any debate if they don't have someone representing them talking. But I know what you're going to say in response to that. But do you know what I mean? It's like, and then organisations are told that they're being too and I'm going to say the word, and I'm saying it with all the hate that should go behind the word, and I'm using my little fingers here, but woke. You know, but so so the people that can throw at organisations like the BBC that, you you know, it's lefty woke, it's this and it's this, which it is not, are the people that want to see people that are saying what they, they are understanding. And, and so those are the people that you've just described as the other side of the expert. Because if they're not seeing their people represented, they're throwing that crap at the beep. Do you know, you know, it's so tricky for organisations. It is a tricky time. I do, well, mm, I, yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying, but then wouldn't if you're going to give equal weight to someone's opinion over someone's, um, you know, evidenced research. <laughs> Um, yeah. It, it's you know. I mean, if they wanted to put an opposing view over, surely they could find a scientist that disagreed with with um, with Doctor Godesani. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who thinks it is a good idea to to um, you know? And and I suppose the the other point is, if you cannot find a single scientist who opposes that view, then it's the wrong fucking view and you shouldn't be promoting it on air. Um, you know... The problem if, is if people... No, I, I totally hear you and, I, and you're right. But the problem is I think if people don't see themselves represented in, across the board... Yeah, but you don't... If you're not a scientist, that, uh, you don't have a right to be represented in a scientific debate. You just fucking don't. It's like, you know... If you want to be represented in conversations about science... Go to fucking university, get a bachelor's degree, do your master's, get a PhD, and then you can fucking, you know, have have your have your say about whatever area of science you've researched or studied. How would you how would you try and engage the people from Hartlepool? Then those two blokes that were talking. How would you what, what how would you try and engage them and make them not make them, but hope that they would get involved in some kind of debate? I slap them on the head with a wet fish. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think in those Hartlepool guys, there was there was a huge failure from um, the BBC um, journalist that was interviewing them because there was a point, if you look at the video, where they said all this, and you could see he was thinking and about to say... But the Tories have been in in power for eleven years. It's them that have yeah. caused all these things that you are now complaining about. They're responsible for it. He had an opportunity to say that. He thought about saying it, and then thought, "No, fuck it. I'm just going to let them rant on." So I think if if you are going to put people like that on the air, and I think in in terms of the the Hartlepool situation, that is a a different situation because it's not. Um, it's not a science thing. It's not. It's not kind of 
based around that and we need to be on matters of public health we need to be speaking to people who know what the fuck they're talking about on the on the politics thing yeah by all means if, you, if you're going to have vox pops and and speak to people but it needs to have journalists that are willing to challenge people when they say these these stupid things because you know i mean we can skirt around it and say oh well you know they've been fed lies by the daily mail or whatever but it's a stupid thing to say ultimately um you might think differently but um (laughs) and you know it's up to whoever is conducting that interview to say well hold on a minute who the fuck has been in power for 11 years and they don't i don't know why he didn't say they don't i don't know why he didn't because yeah. yeah, I don't know, and, and it's and it's that it's that failure for me that um, leads to because like you know you get these arguments like people say about um, Nigel Farage and stuff like that and and you know the, the Tommy Robinsons of this world and, and those kind of Lawrence Fox those kind of obviously objectively hateful people and my argument is just don't give cunts like that airtime at all don't have them on anything. Um, and then you get people saying, "Oh well, oh well, yeah, but if we if you don't get them on there, how can you challenge what they're saying and counter it?" But then they get them on these things, and no one ever fucking challenges them. They're just free to <laughs> spew the fucking garbage, and it's given equal weight as though it was a, a legitimate opinion that was based in anything other than horrible racism and general unpleasantness. So we get this cycle where you get people saying these things unchallenged, and then you say oh well you know maybe we should maybe it's not a healthy way of conducting our media that we just get people who are willing to say the most awful things and stick a microphone in front of them and then you just get this cycle with people saying oh yeah but we've got to do it to challenge them and then not actually doing it see what i mean can we go back to my front garden please <laughs> i know we, we, we but to... i'd like a water feature <laughs> Tell me, I mean, what what are we talk? Are we talking like like shears, lawnmower? What you know? What's the damage? <laughs> what's what's it going to take to get it in check? It's going to take more than we've got sweet cheeks. Uh. If you thought me watching six series of Line and Duty in ten days was a challenge, <laughs> it's going to be even more challenging. What if what if H? What if we find H? <laughs> what if we finally find the real H? Is in there. With... Maybe like Ray Mears is in there living off the corner. <laughs> Can you please not be filth? So, look, we need to end this, right? Yes. We and do. I'm going to end it like this. Okay. Are you more or less likely now, at the end of us talking, so what is it, three days now, <laughs> at the end of us talking, um, to have sex with me? Um. I well, it would have been. I think it would have been about the same, but then right. then you described the overgrown nature of, <laughs> of your uh, <laughs> of your front lawn. So I, I'm going to say I'm going to say maybe slightly less. Thank you. Thank you so much for your answer. <laughs> Means I, a lot. I like a, I like a neatly pruned foliage. <laughs> Can I just say something else? I have had an education. How the hell has it come to this? <laughs> oh, I know. I never. I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it? We've gone like first episode. We've hit rock bottom. Talking yeah. about pubic yeah. and there's yeah. no way back from. Well, that. I wasn't talking about that. I was actually talking about the front garden. Oh, right. Now I finally realise what you're saying. <laughs> Now, now I'm appalled, horrified, <laughs> awful, awful man. Um, right, so I'm going to go back to my working class roots. I have a yep. delicious breakfast of Jenna Deals waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, we should say goodbye to our listener because we don't speak to everyone. Yeah. Which, do you say I remember? You don't that. speak to everyone. I remember that. Well from done. Earlier. Yeah. So, and we've probably only got one listener anyway, so that makes it oh. easier. It's not my dad because he's sadly deceased. But um, thank you for joining us. And yeah, we just so I think people should, um, person should still get in touch <laughs> um, if there's anything they want us to talk about. 
yeah, I think we'll. Um, I might try and set up um, an email address or something so that people do that. You can get in touch with us on Twitter anyway. Um, just yeah. to mention before we go, uh, there will be some guests on in subsequent weeks, so it won't just be um, me and BB getting into um, long, depressing conversations about things yeah. at, at extended length. We'll also have um, a celebrity guest to to join us in in that as well. So. Um, Look out for announcements on that. We will we will let you know who's who's coming and when. Um, hoping That's to have exciting. A, I'm hoping to have a really good one for for next week, but I can't say who cool. until I've confirmed it. But um, do get in touch if there's anything else, and you know if, if you want us to talk about BB's downstairs some more. Don't finish. Don't finish the sentence. <laughs> or whatever. Um, we are here to service your needs with some with God, some friendly, intimate contact. <laughs> Goodbye. You're listening to Not Having Sex with Baby Lynch and Max Morgan.